The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air. Yeah. And the screams from everywhere. Yeah. I'm addicted to the thrill. It's a dangerous Stop. love affair. Can't be scared when it goes down. Got a problem, tell me Stop. now. Only thing that's on my mind is who goes this town tonight. Hey, welcome into the Kwame Lasher Sports Talk Show. 888-346-9144 is the number to call in on the show. Monday through Friday, except for on Wednesdays when we are taking that time, that, that day off. Uh, we are live today on Tuesday. Today, Taco Tuesday, Tito Tuesday, whichever way you want to follow up and celebrating a great Tuesday out here in the Valley. We got a lot of sports to talk about. Kwame Lasseter is out of the studio. Demi Lachey is here doing his thing solo dolo, riding by myself. And first thing I pull up on when I came up on... This studio is a cold cup of coffee. And I was like, man, I, I rarely drink coffee, but I'm not going to let this slow down my day. I hope it picks it up. I'm, I'm sipping on it. I'm not going to drink, drink up on it too much, but it, it really just uh, just slowed down the day a little bit. But tons of sports to talk about. Um, obviously, NBA season coming to an end. Playoff positions are definitely, um, if not already, uh, already just put in place. You know, if not already, then... It's a couple of teams that's, you know, still playing for that last seed or, you know, you don't know which seeding they're going to be a four or five, but they're still going to play one another. Uh, that's mostly the Miami Heat and the uh, Boston Celtics. So we'll get into some discussion about that. Also on Wednesday would be the last game for the Black Mamba, Kobe Bryant's last uh, home game, last game of his NBA career thus far. I think I still think he's going to come back. Uh, out of retirement, supposed to be, but we'll see. And then also the the, the game of the, of the week, I guess that's what they're slaying it as. They put it on ESPN. Uh, ESPN wasn't even going to pick this game up, but uh, it's the Warriors going for win 73. You know, we'll debate a little bit on, you know, which which game would you rather attend to or which ticket would you rather purchase? Would you rather go see the Black Mamba or would you rather go see the Warriors make history in 73 wins? So, we got a lot to talk about. Kwame is here on the lines, calling in from all the way from New Orleans, Louisiana. That's across the country right now. How's it going, Kwame? Hey, what's up, dude? What's going on? Not much, man. Just finishing uh, some things up before I go to this meeting while I'm out here. Um, other than that, just hanging out. Of course. It's your world. I'm living in it. We're going to get this thing... Started off, um, I know it's Tuesday. How was, talk- the show, how was the show yesterday? Oh, it was fun. I loved it. Okay. It, it, it was a good show, and um, uh, appreciate the uh, the time to uh, allow myself to get out there and uh, get on with that show. Speaking of the uh, Kwame and Frank show, yesterday was the Frank and Kwame show. Uh, if you if you didn't hear it on uh, NBC 1060 AM, me and Kurt. He probably said it. <laughs> no, we actually talked him into doing it. So uh, he he didn't want to do it. He didn't want to. He 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 held Aww. it down. He held your back. 
But uh, you know, I'll be looking for another host. Then I see. <laughs> you know how me and Kurt do it. We we walk in that thing. We we gonna change the game up a little bit. But now I it, see that y'all would. It, it was a fun show. It was a bit different, but uh, it it went by so fast. Um, but yeah, I know, man. It was a fun show because the break. You know why? Because the breaks are longer too. Plus the segments. Yeah. Uh, I think the segments about the same. But the, uh, let me think about this one. I think the breaks are longer. With the longer breaks, it became quicker segments. So uh, you definitely yeah. had to get your point across real quick, which was cool, quick and easy, and in and out of subjects. But one subject we will talk about that, that we talked about yesterday. We didn't get a lot of time to do. I wish Kurt was here today, but. Uh, we talked about how athletes go through. Why isn't he there? Yeah, that's the that's the real question. We'll, we'll find out probably on Thursday or Friday. Uh, okay. When, uh-huh. when you pull up in the bin, <laughs> when you pull up in the S class, but uh, okay. Yeah. So one 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 topic I, I want to get into because we didn't get your opinion on it or your input. As in, uh, athletes go through something tough. You know, a tough situation where they hit a downfall. Rather, it's during the performance. Uh, I know me and Frank yesterday, obviously being wide receivers, we talked about dropping a great potential catch, you know, on the way to an end zone. And, you know, how do how do we react from that? How do we get, uh, basically, you know, how do you switch that mode like a uh, Jordan Spieth, you know, with him collapsing on that one hole or maybe it was a mental lapse. You know, obviously he bounced back from it, birdie in the next two holes. So, uh, you know, what – kind of a story, you know, where you took place at, where you had to go through something like that, whether it's life, you know, how it changed your, your thoughts about life and how you, you know, come back for something, uh, whether it's dealing with life or something you went through on the field, you know, uh, because one of the big subjects, I and mean, we'll get into it as well, how uh, they played a clip yesterday on Bruce Arians and how he's speaking about, you know, football and how, you know, mothers should just be, you know, you should allow your kids to play, basically. And, you know, Bruce Arians is not going to hold back. He's going to be straightforward and give you everything, you know, that, that he's thinking about. He's not going to hold back and use his, his uh, energy and the way he presented. So uh, that, that's how the subject kind of got uh, started a little bit. So we'll talk more about that coming up here. Uh, I want to get things started off. I'm going to get this out the way. Kwame's favorite receiver, uh, former receiver. I don't know if he's in the NFL or not anymore. I Josh Gordon failed another drug test. I know his suspension. No, he didn't. no worries. His year suspension definitely was supposed to come up um, this this off season. He was supposed to be uh, looking to participate in the off season workouts, and I guess there was some drug test that happened. I, I don't know who the uh, who gave him this test. I don't think it was the NFL, uh, but he failed it. Supposedly. Now, he came out on his Twitter account and just out to the media saying, you know, I'm going to get behind this because I don't know where these talks about me failing the drug test. So he he, he did present, uh, you know, he was positive during the drug test, man. Another marijuana incident. If he, if he fails no drug test, he's he's an idiot. Well, and, and no, I, I'll say this. First of all, I apologize to him for saying that. But sure. if he fails another drug test, he needs some help because you got to – he is arguably one of the best receivers when he's on top of his game in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. So when when you're doing stuff like that, you need some help. Right. And I don't know who's in his team, who's in his circle or in his corner or whatever. You But your ego and pride can't get in the way on this one because you need some help. This is – obviously, if you fill the test, he's never going to play in the National Football League again. So – What's going to happen, because he can't do that, 
what's going to happen with his life now? Is he going to continue on the drugs and go even harder or fall into wherever dark corner he goes in right. to make him do these things? So I think the first and foremost thing is to get him some help. But if he feels another drug test, you shouldn't get that many chances. I didn't think Adam Jones should have got that many chances. Adam Jones being the people y'all know as Pac-Man. Right. But he's cleaned up his, he cleaned up his act. The last time we heard from him was last year against the Cincinnati-Pittsburgh game. But that game is always going to be what it is. So yeah. uh, I, I hope this is not true and he's going to get behind it. And maybe that's just his little marketing scheme or, or, or damage control that he has to say and do. But if, he, if that's the case, then it, it, is, it is crazy. So many guys in the league get this opportunity and you blow it like that. Yeah, and, you know, I guess it came out with multiple reports, and Fox Sports was the biggest report that uh, the source that came out and uh, supported, you know, this, him feeling a drug drug test, uh, w- which they were the biggest source that came out. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, you get chance after chance. I agree. You know, how many chances do you get? How many people, you know, are, are going to be in your circle who's going to look out for you and your situation and really understand you know the, most the them, opportunity most you have. Don't care. Right. Most of them don't care as long as you uh as long as you picking up the tab and doing all this stuff and we on you, they don't care, man. They just it's just what it is. Just when you gotta have some real friends around you, some real friends in your circle. They don't like they don't call him to take him out to eat. They wait for him to set it out. Exactly. And that, and that's funny how that it's funny how you talked about that because his circle which reports came out yesterday, actually a whole TMZ video. This guy was definitely uh-huh. starring in it. Once again, Johnny Manziel was out in L.A. And just, I guess he was about to enter a nightclub. He looked a little drunk. And I could tell that he was drunk because he, when you, you know, when you're in a conversation, you've been drinking. And you got a camera right. in your face. And, the first thing, and one of the first things you say is, oh, I'm not drunk. I'm not even drunk. Well, you know, that's when you're drunk. Exactly. Trust me. (laughs) I know. I've been that guy. But not in front of TMZ, uh, not outside of LA nightclub, but I've been in that situation before. But he he came out allegedly saying that he was rooming with Von Miller out in LA and, you know, he's he's trying to get right back on track. And they asked him questions about John Elway. He was like, oh, that's a good dude. First of all, if you're trying to get a job and, you know, you've been under the microscope for quite some time since you entered the NFL, your profession, and you talk about an NFL executive, I don't care if he is a former player or not, a relationship you got, you don't really go on camera and just say, oh, he's a good dude. You know, you got to respect that. Yeah, like, where's the respect? When When John Elway was playing, he wasn't even born. And he told me that's a good dude, man. Yeah. Like what? Like the respect? Like that showed you, you know. I I don't want, I don't know like how the way he was raised or where he came from. Obviously, he raised in the, in a in the company of uh, oil, having an oil background yeah, with his family. Well, that's just it. He wasn't raised. Yeah, and his nobody nobody raised him. Yeah, and his dad even you know remember he's like somebody needs to help Johnny or he's not gonna see past the age of what twenty five or something like that when he mentioned it. So that's because they can't. That's because they can't do it, and they never had a passion to do it. They had a passion for making money and running the business. Right. Now, they thought, well, just get my son all these things and keep him occupied, keep him out of jail. Mm-hmm. And now he's a grown man. He feels like he's an adult, a grown man. Johnny Manziel can do what he want to do. And, and now it's getting him in trouble because he's never had any governance. Right. And then the story gets even more crazier, wackier, was uh, reports 
Oh, well, actually, it was straightforward. You know, your boy Von Miller out there doing Dance with the Stars before he got on with one of his performances uh, throughout the day. He came out and said, you look, Johnny's a good dude. He's an Aggie. He's my brother. I look out for him, but I am not rooming with Johnny Menzel. We are not roommates. I, you know, right. I hope he come be a Bronco, which was crazy. I'm like, why would Johnny Menzel do this? And then later on, Johnny Menzel came out I was like on his social media saying, you know, basically, you know, that, that's my fault, Vaughn. You know, I, we were looking for houses together but or, you know, looking for a place together out in L.A., but we are not rooming together. And then now allegedly stories are coming out. He's rooming with Josh Gordon. So you talk <laughs> about crazy. that circle. And him and Josh Gordon spending time during Josh Gordon's suspension, during the last final of the year, final game of the year, they were both, uh, you know, not in Cleveland, I guess you could say that last week, but they've been they've been buddies. They've been talking at least once a week for since his suspension, and now they, they rooming together in L.A. I don't know. That's not a good sight. And then last month, Josh Gordon fell a drug test, and Johnny Menzel been out in L.A., you know, since the season pretty much ended. It's not a good sign. It's not, it's not a good look at all. Why don't he just get his own place? He has the funds to do it. Why don't he just get his own place in L.A. if that's where he's going to be? He's out of control, man. I mean, he he has no job right now. I mean, he his job is to be a celebrity, I guess, That's if that's a job. But uh, it's to live in the limelight, probably go do a couple of club appearances, especially in the summertime right now. I think that's what he's falling on right now because, you know, he's not signed with a team. He's still a free agent, I guess you could say, and uh, – Looking for work and obviously trying to keep his name in the newsletter and in the headlines. So, I thought he signed with. Are uh, you talking about Johnny or, or Josh? Johnny? No, no, not we. No, not Josh. Josh ain't even been in the NFL. I, I, I'm not yeah, signing I any any of the two right Denver, now. And I was hoping that wasn't the case that Denver signed him, but that's what I was hearing. Yeah. I'm like, well, would uh, it's hard to it's hard to um, uh, I mean, it would it's not difficult, but you know, you question John Elway and his um, his uh, executive skills. Like, why don't you sign Johnny Manziel? Uh, Johnny, John Elway didn't even like Tim Tebow. That's why he's out of there. Right. So I wouldn't sign a guy who's going who's to stay constant, constantly in trouble. And then you got then you in Denver where marijuana is legal, and he might not understand that it might be legal out there, but it's not legal in the NFL, and that's a whole other world. If you don't understand the power and, and all the legislation that the NFL has, then you would always be in trouble. Right. Kwame Lassen you know, Sports Talk Show. As long as you under yeah. as long as you under that brand and that shield, you you are property of the NFL, and guys don't realize it until they're in trouble. Exactly. Kwame Lassen Sports Talk Show. We're gonna take a quick break. After the break, discuss more sports. Discuss uh, some topics that I know Tyron Matthew has spoken up on on the social media that I caught on NFL Network yesterday as well. You listen to Kwame Lassen Sports Talk. Demi Lachey, Kwame Lasseter. We'll be right back. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Hi, I'm John Rainey, Chief Financial Officer of United Airlines, and I'm honored to be the National Chair for the 2015 March for Babies campaign for the March of Dimes. United is a proud supporter of the March of Dimes mission to improve the health of babies and fight premature birth. We're helping the March of Dimes fund breakthroughs in research and community programs that help more mothers have full-term pregnancies and healthy babies. Please join us in working together for stronger, healthier babies. Visit marchofdimes.org. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. This is a great song to jump into this next segment. Three o'clock in the morning. Kind of has that Louisiana New Orleans theme to it. A little New Orleans feeling to it. Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show Back in the studio Demi Lachey Kwame Lasser here on the lines It's Tuesday Taco Tuesday It's a good Taco Tuesday song Tito Tuesday Sometimes I like to do both At the same time Kwame here calling in All the way from Louisiana New Orleans And The first segment You know we kind of discussed more to this, this whole Josh Gordon and who, you know, your inner circle is, whether it's with uh, – it's, it's not a good look right now with Johnny Menzel, Josh Gordon being buddies, roommates. It's just not a good scene. And Johnny Menzel does have a new agent, Drew Rosenhaus. And surprised he's not, you know, making his input or making an impact on this situation at all. I haven't heard him speak since the day he signed with Johnny or Johnny signed with him. Uh, you know, he, he's just been he disappeared. You know, he, he hadn't talked about any teams that's really drawn a lot of interest. It's more of the rumors or hearing it from um, Johnny Mizell's camp, I guess you could say, his his buddies. But nothing from Drew Rosenhaus yet. And then even with them being roommates now, like nothing has been spoken on from Drew Rosenhaus. And I'm pretty shocked. Normally, you know, Rosenhaus like to jump in and be on the scene and, you know, speak about what he, the way he feels about it or sticking up for his client, but that hasn't happened yet. Kind of surprised about it with the background of Rosenhaus and, you know, the way he, he's been uh, sticking up for his clients in the past. You know, I'm, I'm just surprised he hasn't said anything about this subject just yet. He might know to shut up until he get the full story. That's probably why um, he hasn't come out. But you're right. He's always trying to spearhead the topic of the conversation uh, about whatever's going on, right. especially it being one of his clients. Right. Here's one of the real situations I want to speak on. Um, 
I was literally on Twitter the other day just checking up on a few guys' uh, tweets. Some of, some of the guys who I like to follow and uh, who, who really been saying some inspirational things is uh, like Tyran Matthew. I follow this guy and it is inspirational tweets. I mean, for a young individual like you know me and him close to age, and I get what you know some of his tweets be saying and. I've been following him ever since the football season, since his injuries. So I like to hear, you know, his come up, and, you know, the way he's coming back. I think he's NFL defensive player of the year to be um, before the injury, hopefully after. Uh, so I'm a huge fan of the Honey Badger. And he came out the other day and stated on his Twitter that uh, actually out to the media yesterday, talked about how he's received death threats on speaking of, you know, Will Smith's situation. And how he called uh, the guy who, you know, ended up the suspect shooting uh, Will Smith. I, Tyron Matthew knew this guy. He he grew up around this guy. Like actually knows this guy, his his family, everything. And how he called him a coward. And ever since he called him a coward, he's been f- receiving nothing but death threats from guys in New Orleans, uh, especially from the guy's uh, relatives and Mr. Haynes' relatives. You know, just death threats and. Tyron Matthew going to say, you know, yesterday on NFL Network, just speaking on like, man, this this is the stuff I'm talking about. Like, y'all, why, why are y'all threatening me? I'm trying to do the right thing. I'm trying to present, you know, a different light from something that y'all have gone through or something that's, you know, that, that's different yeah, that y'all can do down in New Orleans. I mean, this is a serious subject down there in which Tyron Matthew is not hesitant uh, to talk about and bring to light and saying, you know, the government, you know, is really hiding everything that's going on really in New Orleans ever since Katrina. You know, everyone was, you know, when all that time was going on, you know, you're giving back water and you hear about the city rising and, you know, it's getting back to its form. And then that was it. You know, you thinking, you know, oh, they, they still got Bourbon Street. That's all I hear about is Bourbon Street ever since Katrina. And I never hear, you know, what's really going on, the crime rate, how it raised and how they shut down communities at 5 p.m. and shutting down parks and recreation centers. And Matthew talked about, you know, he went and did a fundraiser at a Boys and Girls Club. They shut it down at 5 p.m. Everyone go home. And Matthew, like, I mean, I got something else. To, I can get myself into something else. But these kids, what are they going to do? Their parents are still at work, you know. you only going to get back to knowing what's going on in the streets if you're a young individual, especially a young adult, that's what, you know, they're falling back into. And he brought this to light and saying now he's going to step up and, and get involved in this, uh, I guess you could say rebuild or just put it on notice for the city of New Orleans. That's where he's from. That's where he's bred it. That's where he, you know, went to school, grew up on those same streets. And he went through some tough situations as well, you know, and he can speak about it. And he's not only... Not only did he say he's going to speak out of the streets of New Orleans, but also the streets of Chicago, the streets of New York. Just how big of an influence he really is and his story is so unique. And how you can, you know, you don't have to do play professional football. You don't have to be the next Lil Wayne or the next hip-hop artist. And it really caught my eye and see, like, because Dyer Matthew, what, he's about 20, 23 years old, 24 this yeah, is, yeah, he about twenty, about twenty four years old. But you know, maybe it is is in his future. Maybe it is his destiny to be an advocate for something like that. Right. But you know, a lot of people just talk. Um, uh, they they want to hear, and they want people to hear them talking. 
and they're never going to do anything. And maybe you go out there and speak, but then are you going to be there next year? The problem with the community is it's, all, it's propaganda anyway. You shut a park down at 5 o'clock, and the kids have nowhere to go. At the same time, you say so they don't harvest a lot of nonsense in the park, a lot of criminals, a lot of drug sales, and stuff like that. And, and you can make a strong case for it. You can argue that uh, I understand why you're shutting the park down. But mm-hmm. then at 5 o'clock, you know, kids have nowhere to play. It depends on the time of the year. Uh, when does it get dark? You and you talk in New Orleans, so uh, crime rate is high. Nagolian, the Nagolian prison is out this way. Uh, one of the most dangerous, not the dangerous prison in the world, one, and one of the dangerous prisons in the world where it goes down. You go in there for petty crime, and you, you might not make it back out. But when you talk about the propaganda and closing the parks down and stuff like that, that's so they can get rid of the parks eventually and make more communities, and maybe not communities, make more housing right. where they make money. So Tyron and his ploy for to be outspoken is good, and I understand where he's coming from. Like, guys are cowards who, who can pull up on somebody and shoot somebody for reasons that they don't know why they did it. That change, That's a life-changing instance right there. You come out, uh, somebody bumped your car, and there's video... And, I, and I'm getting talked about, since I've been here, I've been getting talked about Will Smith's situation. Yeah. And I don't claim to know it all, but what I'm hearing is, so this is not all factual, but this is what I hear. Okay. You know, uh, and he's out to dinner with the guy, the police officer was a detective, who yeah. shot his dad down the road, and he wanted the $4 million, uh from the suit. And I said yesterday, I don't know how you put a price on a dead body, or a father or a mother or whomever that's been shot, but it was a $4 million lawsuit, and I don't know if he got the whole $4 million, so... Right. That pictures with Will Smith, uh, some other New Orleans Saints guys taking pictures with the detective. I heard Will Smith hit the guy, bumped the guy, and the guy sped up, hit him, and bumped his car back. And then next thing you know, both of them, he and his wife get out the car. I'm not, I'm not sure why his wife got out the car, but she probably doing a lot of talking to. Um, yeah. And then as, I don't know if her father, that was her father, was the police officer. I'm not sure about that at, at all. But both of them got a car, and then next thing you know, arguments take place, and gunfires let go. So I think that is cowardice that you couldn't have a conversation about why it happened. But when you think about the end game, when you think about the whole picture of it, uh, the guy's father was shot. But he's coward enough to take somebody else's father away from them. So it's, it's a lot of stuff that's not been cleared up. And then you mentioned Drew Wilnaus. He hasn't been outspoken about anything yet because... The story is still scrambling, so I don't know what people can say, and anything they say might just be rumors or hearsay until the facts come out. Yeah. But it is a story. Yeah, and we talked about it a little bit yesterday, and I told you, like, there's going to be more to this story. There's going to be, you know, some parts that obviously us as outsiders are not really, you know, not known yet, and it's going to be a deeper part to this story, so... I remember the other day we was talking about it and, you know, I was just thinking like yesterday on yesterday's show was how is, how is a man going to get out of the car and then just, just seize fire, you know, just, just pull the trigger without any other altercation. I just can't, I don't believe that. I don't, you know, I'm, 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 now I'm not agreeing to, you know, him taking another man's life. I don't think it should have got to, to that far. I don't think it, it should have been on anywhere close to that level. Uh, where you have to pull out a gun. Like, I agree with, you know, speaking on, you know, altercation. If it's an altercation, let's talk it out as men, you know. 
what's going on? Why are you bumping me? What you know? What's the issue? What, what's going on? What's the deal? To the point where you had to pull out a gun, you know, and, and threaten someone, and then take away, like Kwame just said, another man's, another child's father. You know, after your father's gone, why would you want another child to go through? I don't know, like some of the stuff you get through. Why not figure out a solution of, you know, how can we make this this world, this city better? You know, uh, and I think that's what Tyron Matthew was pretty much alluding to. You know, and yeah, it's a lot of. Uh yeah, that's a lot of information we're not privy to right now. Yeah. And and I guess, you know, Tyron being from here, and sometimes you just, probably most times, you just get fed up with the nonsense. Like, why did that have to happen? We just, you know, you uh, somebody lose a life over some nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, something he might not even had any control of, Will Smith might not have had any control of, just sitting, again, like I said yesterday, he just in the wrong place at the wrong time, or maybe the right place at the wrong time, and just... You know, some guys have been vindictive or have a vendetta or revenge plot. Yeah. Uh, out. You just can't let it go. And that's and that, that's what Tyrant kind of was like alluding to. He was, he was even saying himself, he can't even go to New Orleans for 48 hours. Like, because it's guys. New Orleans, he said, New Orleans is so small. Wherever place you go into, people know where you're at. People know who you are. No matter if you are Matthew, no matter if you're, you know, somebody from LSU. Like there's haters in the city, and I've I've been around that. I've been in, you know, even in back in Indy. I go out, and it's certain guys, you know, that they, you know, they know you getting it or something, or you know, you they know you're doing some positive stuff, and if they're not around it or want to be a, a part of it, then they will look for any way to to take it away from you. Uh, yeah, and it's not, and, and, and I think that's what Matthew's getting to and putting awareness out on that standpoint. Well, you yeah, because he's saying. Let me be like an inspiration. I had situations where I was here when I got in trouble, and I knew if I was going to be successful, I had to clean myself up. I had to clean that trouble situation up. So he got he he gets into the league. We didn't hear a peep from him. We didn't hear about. I mean, he came to the right team. He was in the right circumstance. He had a teammate up there and uh, Patrick Peterson. Well, he's not in trouble. So let him be an inspiration. I think that's what he's saying, and that's why he said in his uh, text mm-hmm. and his uh tweet that that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm trying to say some things to you guys that you can't hear, but those guys, they hear living a different life. So they see him as, what are you going to tell us? You made it. You don't come back and help us. And I don't know I do not know if this is the case or not. He come back or not. But that's mm-hmm. what these guys do. You can't. A lot of NFL guys go home and think that town is their town that they come from. And, and that's not the case. And that's why a lot of NFL guys end up dead because you're making NFL money and you think this that place is the same place you left was well, not. You got drug dealers and whatever kind of other crimes out there. Right. That's what they do for a living. That's their life. That's what they do. And you're not going to come here and try to show us up. And it's ignorant, all 100% ignorance. And they still find a way to come out there and try to show you. You run your jewelry, your jewelry, you know, all your stuff you have on. You got the newest this, newest that. And you come into the neighborhood where guys don't have that. But they ain't your friends no more. They ain't the same guys you left. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of guys don't realize that you're not as tough as you think you are. There's a lot. There's plenty more tough guys. There's plenty of tough guys out there other than yourself. Yeah, Kwame Lasser Sports Talk Show. We do have to jump into another break here. After the break, we'll discuss more on the topic. 
uh, and then get into some NBA talk as well. Would you rather see the Black Mamba or the Golden State Warriors on Wednesday night? Kwame Lester Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience tune in to sports info um with daryl oliver and sam sword we'll talk about the drafts play-by-play and even what's happening in the offseason Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Spring Bruin hunting is on tap this week for the revolution with Jim and Trav. So you better listen carefully and come loaded for bear. Joining us will be Eva Shockey from Jim Shockey's Hunting Adventures, plus Mike Stroff of Savage Outdoors, Donna Beetle with Polaris, and the revolution survival expert Tim McWelsh. And it's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, and World Fishing Network. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel your internet flagship station for sports voice america sports hey welcome back Welcome back in Tuesday's show. Demi Lachey's here in studio. We got Kwame here on the line. I gave you my love. I'm, I'm feeling the New Orleans theme right now. I tell you yeah, this what is a nice I little overcast. Yeah. Overcast, got some rain. Walked into the, uh, got the mall connected to the hotel. So I walked down. Oh, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect mall. I mean, it's all right, mall, but it ain't, it ain't all that. Well, yeah. It, it is a uh, $300 pair of shoes. What? They ain't looking true. Got to be good to me. I ain't get them though. I'm thinking about getting them. They're comfortable though. I'm thinking about getting them, but it's, uh, I ain't get them yet. Oh, what, are, are they dress shoes? Yeah, it's some Allen Edmonds. You know it's Allen Edmonds. Uh, uh, nice little leathers. Uh, he made good, great leather and suede shoes. Okay. So you can't, you can't beat it. Uh, yeah, but I mean, I figured I figured it was a uh, it was a nice uh, casual shoe. Once you said three hundred dollars, and you was gonna get them, so I was like, yeah. okay, that's that's out the Jordans. So it's definitely not no Jordans. So I never buy Jordans <laughs> in my life. Never buy Jordans. But uh, no, I might get them before I leave here. Okay, yeah, man's uh, Doctor Sandy just dropped off um, some brain traumatic uh, examples and uh, package here for you. So 
to pass okay. out to some of your friends, and he had to get out of here. Uh, he was just wanted to come and drop it off. He thought you were in today, but uh, it'll be here for you. So uh, okay. I, I, I guess you have a seminar coming up this weekend or Thursday uh, when you get back in town. He, uh, yeah, mentioned, the uh, NFL alumni uh, um, meeting, stuff like that. Oh, okay. Well, it's definitely here, packaged up. Dr. Sandy, once again, this Sandy Silverman, great friend of the show, uh, okay. was, was just in and out. So he had on his uh, flannel shirt. It was nice. It was swaggy. Okay. I'm, you know, <laughs> I'll give him a call. Yeah, yeah. He's, it, 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 was, it was uh Sandy Silverman? Yeah, Sandy Silverman. Dr. Sandy okay, Silverman. I thought you said Dr. Fanning because, you know, they do similar things. Oh, okay. No, this was this is Dr. Doctor Silverman, so. Uh, I told him I was going out of town. Okay. Yeah, I told him you, you'll get back with him, and I'll hold on to the package here until uh, okay. you get back. So uh, <laughs> before the break, you know, uh, we talk about Tyron Matthew, him speaking out, which which goes into this next part here, Kwame. Uh, I know you could probably relate to this. I, I see, I understand the, the passion, and, you know, you looking out for, like, your home city, your home state, and you don't want to see you know, a tragic death like this happened to one of your heroes, one of the guys you look up to while he was playing high school ball growing up in New Orleans. And, you know, Will Smith was a great impact player for that uh, New Orleans Saints team. And, you know, you hear about a situation like this, you get very emotional with it. And, you know, some of the Cardinals guys, you know, I guess they're kind of looking at Tyrion like, you know, he, he's very passionate in everything he does. And that's one thing that they love about him. That's one thing we love about Tyrion in life. Period. As you know, the Honey Badger. I saw uh, a a a uh, report that uh, Larry Fitzgerald kind of tweeted out at him, like, "Hey, man, you know, let, let's let's calm down. You know, the season's not not coming out to yet." And I don't know if he was talking about you know his injury necessarily. Like, I guess because Tyron Matthew was viewed running, and there was like you know he he recovers like a Wolverine. You know, that's Larry Fitzgerald talking about it. But towards more of this subject, I think they're trying to. Tell him, you know, calm down a little bit. You know, make sure you think this through, you know, and make and sure you was, have a plan was, with it. This was over Twitter? It was over Twitter, and then, you know, just going into my thoughts about it, it's, uh, it's you know. What talking about. Yeah, it's just more of a, because I want to see Tyron. I, I, I agree with, you know, you being aggressive, having that passion from your hometown, your city, and you ready to put notice, and you ready to step up. But this is something huge, you know. Uh, honey badger you know you, you do have a season coming up you're going through the injury you got a lot of emotions going on right now and he's a very emotional passionate individual you know he in which you know that's the things we love about him but i want him to you know really take this on you know with a controlled plan action plan set up uh rather than just jumping into it emotionally because you know at that standpoint anything can happen and i don't want him to just jump into it you know just off of one situation Figure out the you know the whole story of this and figure out ways to where you can come back to your city. Hopefully, more than forty eight hours, and you know build on something like this because this guy's getting death threats, man. You in the NFL, you the you almost the face of the NFL. You know, you almost the face of a franchise out here across the country. So with Larry Fitzgerald's kind of speaking up on it, like you know, kind of slow your roll. You know, I think I kind of agree with that as well. You know, I, I don't want him to jump into it. What's your thoughts about it, you know, as a Cardinals organization? How would you feel, you know, if you were, you know, the Arizona Cardinals or the NFL? Boy, there's some guys, man. Tiger Woods, 
Michael Jordan. There's, there's some guys that won't get into any social activity, even if it has to do with uh, uh, their people, uh, their race of people, their neighborhoods, or what have you, because, they, because you know, some people, where they get their mo- money from won't allow them to. Um, and then you got some people like uh, Muhammad Ali. You got people like uh, Jim Brown. Right. Uh, they get into it because you know they care about the community, and that's that. That's never going to change, uh, unfortunately. So you got a Tyron Matthews who's very active, or very passionate, I should say, about what needs to be taking place in his community or this, in the state of uh, New Orleans or Louisiana. He needs to. He needs to. And then you got some people who just who never spoke out on anything, who just went about their business and made their money. Right. And so when those people try to calm those aggressive people down or those passionate people down, you have this. The problem that I have with it, the whole thing is it's done over Twitter. You have this number. You just call. If I got, I'm not going to do anything over Twitter so everybody can do it. If I saw what you've done over Twitter, what I'm going to do is call you if I feel differently and let him talk to you. Mm-hmm. Because I think ultimately when you get death threats, these days and times you have to take those things serious. So maybe a uh, fist could have called him and say, let's go out to dinner, lunch, whatever, or just meet up. Right. And then he could express his opinions on what he feel about that. But you're not from New Orleans. You're from Minnesota. You're not from New Orleans. You don't know what this guy's going through or what he's been through, uh, except for what you read in the paper, unless y'all have these type of conversations. I'm not a, um, I don't have a problem with him talking to him at all. I just said, you know, some people are different. Some people do that, go about their business their certain way, long as they don't get into any social issues. And and those people, you, I never, I don't hang around those people. I don't, you don't see me with that. me speaking personally. I, I'll hang around people who got a passion for something, not to be outspoken and get in trouble because that might not just be you. But you do have a conscience. You do, you can see some injustice. You can see where things need to be fixed. As long as you keep having conversation about it, you ain't putting no action about it. Don't right. talk to me over no social media and uh, and expect me to calm down because now I'm looking at you crazy. You could have called me, and, and maybe, like we always say, like everybody says, for that matter, before you take the social media and push that sin button, think about think about it for 10, 15 minutes. Do I really want to push sin? All right, I typed it out. I done did everything. Let me think about it for 10 or 15 minutes. Do I want to push sin? What is the backlash? And sometimes you do things for backlash. But you got to think about it before you push that button. Right. I, I'm just not a. Uh, I'm, I'm different. I, I, I'm gonna speak out on some. I'm not biting my tongue for anybody. And I'm gonna mm-hmm. speak out on if I see something or if I see some injustice. I'm gonna speak about it. Or if I want to fix my community, and I decided to do it on social media, I'm gonna. I'm gonna speak on it. Yeah. Some stuff you just can't do because of who you work for and, and who pays you because they ain't gonna lie you do it. Right. You look at um, on a bigger scale. You look at some of these celebrities. They building schools in Africa. Why they don't build schools in Chicago? Why yeah. they not building schools in the United States? Yeah. Because the companies and the powers that be won't allow them to do that. And see, it sounds crazy when I say it until it hits you in the face and you're like, damn, Kwame told me it's like 10, 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, all you got to do is better read, read and see, open your eyes. Yeah. It's funny because conversations we have outside of the radio or the studio, uh, you know, you you touch on a deep light that's not that's not bright yet, but you, you you put that light in certain situations and conversations. You know, 
outside of this place where really like people catch it and they understand and see where you come from about it. It's funny because later on in life or a couple weeks later, I would hear it. I would hear somebody else talking about it. And it's like, wow, Kwame did say something about that. Maybe he do know he'd be talking about sometimes. So it's sometimes sometimes I do. Yeah, sometimes I do. Yeah, but it's 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 funny though. It it, it's serious though on like a serious task like this. You talk about, um, you know, with Tyron Matthews so strong. He's saying the government is really you know keeping us away and keeping us down. Uh, You know, and this is Matthew words and saying you know from keeping us building these communities stronger and getting back to uh, you know. Uh, getting everything together as a as a whole city rather than just being so separate and so segregated and everyone's saying it's more racism now than it was before you know they're using 800 million dollars to build prisons in uh, Alabama 800 million dollars to build prisons in in the south why are you not using 800 million dollars to build up schools and educational centers because the plan is not for you to be educated the plan for you to occupy this prison, I make money, I make tax money off you being in prison. I get free labor off you for being in prison. I make more money than uh, you being a free man in this country, in the South especially. If that got you locked up, I can benefit off that. Right. I don't make any money for you being a, a free man walking this plane and trying to make money for yourself. Yeah. You're not doing that. Yeah, and I just seen some reports saying that uh, I guess this guy Cardell Hayes could get off uh, from this. Um, I guess his, with him being accused uh, and allegations of the shooting, that he could be you know let off of, of this. So it, it'll go it'll go into more more. This story would definitely pop out, but I'm glad we got a chance to speak on a little bit more in depth of what's going on in the world and across. The country, period. You know, in how about this? different cities. How about Cardio? Uh, what's his name? Cardio Jones. Uh, what's his name? Cardio Jones, Ohio State. Yeah. You see, you, you see what he said. In oh yeah, oh yeah. After after this last yeah. break here, we, we'll we'll definitely jump into that first, and then we can also we also finish up here on uh, some fun NBA talk. So yeah, after the break, definitely talking about Cardio comments about the NCAA. You listen to Kwame Lasso Sports Talk Show. We'll be right back. flagship station for sports voice america sports want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience tune in to sports info um with daryl oliver and sam sword we'll talk about the drafts play-by-play and even what's happening in the offseason Daryl and Sam have the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. 
Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Welcome in, welcome back. Last segment, Kwame Lasseter Sports Talk Show. Demery Lachey is here in studio. Kwame Lasseter here is on the call lines, calling from the great city, the great state of Louisiana, like city of New Orleans. Bourbon Street. You on Bourbon Street? I'm on Canal Street. Okay. What's that, two blocks so over? Come and get me. Yeah, so come and get me, cowards. You know why I am. <laughs> right. I'm on Canal Street. There we go. Cardell Jones tweets out, I'm so happy to be done with the NCAA and their rules and regulation. They do any and everything to exploit collegiate athletes. It's deeper than athletes thinking we should get paid. The NCAA control our lives with insane and unfair rules. Why shouldn't a collegiate athlete be able to use their own likeliness brand to benefit themselves, but yet the NCAA can sell their jerseys? That's my two cents on the NCAA. It's not like that's going to change how the athletes are exploited, even though 98% of people feel the same way. Cardell Jones, former Ohio State quarterback, looking to be drafted. I, I think it's bad timing, to be honest. Cardell, first and foremost, I, I, I see the passion. I, I, I get it. Um, he goes to, uh, it's, a, it's a bad time to, right now. Yeah, but you know what? He goes to Ohio State, the Ohio State University, and they've been oh yeah uh, athletes from there been been professing this for the longest time. So if you know that word, that conversation, uh, is going throughout the campus of the student athlete campus part of it. But they've been professing this for a long time, man. They, these guys have been getting in trouble for selling their jerseys, and that's why the universities and NCAA they want to sell the jerseys still. But they don't want to put the player name on it, so they put the the year, the uh, the year uh, that they play. Yeah. Like it's twenty sixteen. Uh-huh. They put the sixteen on the jersey, uh, and, and just sell it that way instead right. of putting a number, the player's number, who we know what it is, who it is, and instead of putting their name, so we can't say with the Ed O'Bannon situation, the UCLA, UCLA uh, license agreement. With the Ed O'Bannon situation, I mean, they got sued for millions of dollars, so now they want to avoid that. Right. But Cardia Jones is 100% right. Now, this is football. This is only happening in football. This is only happening in basketball. Uh, and I'm talking to Ed Reynolds this morning. We was having this conversation about you've never heard that the NCAA men's basketball has ever got the death penalty. Which school has ever got the death penalty? Oh, yeah, none of because them. Of the, yeah, because of the money they make. And the and the uh, and it, it opened my eyes to it, but I knew they made a lot of money in March Madness. But it's the money they make in March Madness, while they will never get the death penalty because basketball generates so much money. And then you find out why 
there's a playoff in football because that takes it, it takes it out the hands of the NCAA uh, controlling all that money, right. and you give it to the conferences. Right. So it's, it's, it's political, but politics in itself, it, it has a money trail to it. Right. And we used to talk about that all the time. Uh, playing back in school is, man, like, NCAA, man, they they, they get money out, off of us. And we had a smaller program. So even at the bigger programs where you got hundreds of thousands of fans coming into your game and your game is sold out all over TV. So like you said, people are wearing these jerseys. People are buying T-shirts with your faces on it, with hats, Ohio State. And it's it's the Ohio State. It's the reason why these these you know fans and uh, people out here are wearing these items and you know around all of this and seeing because it's companies now where you can buy Ohio State jersey literally whatever they're wearing on the field, customize the name on the back and that's your jersey. You know, it that's yeah. been going on for years. You know, and it's it, it's not fair. The the message is definitely correct, but. I th- I just think right now it's bad timing for Cardell to make this comment. I will wait till after I'm drafted, so that way you're like officially in the NFL or you know out the NCAA. I get it, like you're done with Ohio State for right now, your career, but you always got to come back. You always want to make sure you come back and you know. Yeah, but you coming back represent too. those guys. Ohio State, in my opinion, is a winning program football athletically. Uh, those guys, when he does come back, they're not gonna look at him sideways because it's the truth. If you if somebody look at you sideways for telling the truth, you need to start looking at who that person is mm-hmm. in your or in your circle. Right. But that that's the truth. I mean, they play against Michigan every year, and, and they beat Michigan. They get these gold pins. Uh, they they pants, but they pins at the same time. And uh, you know, a lot of these guys sell it. When they get their bowl jerseys, they sell their bowl jerseys, and they get in trouble for that. Mm-hmm. So it, it's. I hear what you're saying, but on the other yeah. hand. If it was if it wasn't true, that'd be a whole other ball game. Look at Louisville, Louisville, and their scandal they got on. They, they still getting two scholarships. Yeah. They, ain't, they ain't gonna get the death penalty. That's a death penalty situation that Louisville had. Right. But they still two scholarships. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it's it's not fair. Uh, but he he did bring the light. You know, something that definitely need to be spoken on and. The NCAA, they just need to start considering this. And, I, I like, I understand you don't want to pay the college athletes or whatever it may be, but there has to be yeah, never, some, yeah. There has to I be. Never, I never understood that. Like, why can't a guy work and play, go to school and play football? If, if, if he could do it, if he could pull it off, or if she could pull it off, why can't a student athlete work? But you making all this money and you don't want to get, if they can't work, they should get a different stipend every year. There have been some coaches coming out, and this is this is an age old conversation we've had it on the show quite a few times. Yeah, coaches. There have been some coaches come out that um, say they should pay these student athletes. How does a coach get seven million dollars every other contract, right. and a student athlete gets nothing? And and is predicated on that student athlete coming there with that talent to have that university win. Now you do have to have a pretty good coach to put it all together. Yeah, but when these kids are getting in trouble, you know the coach is there for the salary and for a movement, a lateral movement or an upward movement. And oh, yeah. these kids won't get in, they won't get in trouble so much. Oh yeah, I remember making millions, and he gets the private jet at the Ohio State 
to get in and out right. of town. I mean, and and the kids know about this. You know, it they they know they see it, and the coaches are, you know, they that's their job. They're going to be there. But you know, when you're a student athlete, like you say, like we the ones who keeping the keeping this jet rolling. We the one that's putting gas in that tank. You know, we the one that's right. you know making them contracts go up, and it's it's just not fair. Last weekend, I was at the University of Kansas. They are building up everywhere. They got so much money on that campus. It's ridiculous. In that school, it's ridiculous. It's, I mean, it's not. I mean, most schools are like that. Most Division One schools are like that. Yeah. But when you got a program up there that's, that's highly successful, that money comes in. Right. Yeah, I, I they agree. They are building up so much. It is, if, I, if I never went back for 20 years, it would be a totally different school to me. But as you continue to grow and see these things being built, you can see where everything is and everything was and with the new stuff coming in. I agree. Yeah. Unfortunately, man, we, we are starting to get out of time. We got about a minute left of the show. Uh, it was a really good show, really great topics um, on life and not just about the numbers and the sports in which we like to present here on the Kwame Laster Sports Talk Show. Uh, before we get out of here, something real fun, quick topic. We won't be in studio tomorrow to talk about it, so what – what game would you rather tend to? Where would you rather be at on Wednesday night, watching Black Mamba's last game or watching paying for to go see the Warriors set the record, 73 wins? Not a lot of people got to see Jordan play his last game or even play. So I would rather see uh, Kobe Bryant last game and, and see how all, all the people that hated him for playing this year and costing the cap money, yeah. who forgot that he raised, put all that money into that program, um, they were going to be out. You know, supporting Kobe. Yeah, I will, uh, I'm not a Kobe fan, but I would rather see the Kobe game. Yeah, me too as well. I agree. Both ticket sales by Monday went up 130. percent So those both are hot <laughs> tickets to get. See, I don't believe they should do that. That's crazy, <laughs> man. That's how you. That's how you make me not want to go to your the Staples Center to watch you play. Right. Kwame, that's the Sports Talk Show. We we are out. We'll catch you all Thursday. Have a good one. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in this week. Join us every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 12 noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Ah!